everyone, welcome to another episode of The Shot with Cosmos with Cosmos. Cheers to Voyager 2. Hey! Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Hello. Voyager woo, <laughs> 2. Wow. Whew, you chose that. I did choose it. Launch from Cape Canaveral, Florida on August 20th. 1977. Wow. Voyager 2 on a well, Atlas Centauri rocket. Sure. Took off for uh for the solar system. Uh to Grand Tour of the Solar System. Grand Tour of the Solar System to fly by. Had a sister spacecraft, Voyager 1, ironically, which launched September 5th after it. Yeah. Uh due to the different routes that they were going to take. Uh and uh it's the Voyager 2. Uh is the only spacecraft uh, to fly by Neptune and Uranus. Uranus. We have not had a spacecraft go by those planets today. I can never remember which ones, uh, which one did it. But yeah, it was Voyager two. Voyager two. Um, it had its closest approach to Jupiter. Jupes, uh, that's Jupiter on July 9th, nineteen seventy nine. So You're um, almost yeah. almost uh, two years after its launch, it it went to Jupiter, flew by Jupiter. Uh, and by August 1989, it had its flyby of Neptune. Oh, wow. So it took a very uh, roundabout uh, path through yeah, the solar system for gravity assists. Uh, but it got there quickly. Uh, well, yeah, because of the gravity assists. That mm -hmm. it used the other planet's gravity to boost its uh, speed. Um, and uh, both Voyagers carry a, the golden record, uh, which is basically a golden record for kids these days a record is something that used to play music and shit uh but it, it was a record to symbolize all that is earth and human uh collection of music and languages and images and a diagram of what we look like naked uh all compiled <laughs> uh together by the one and only uh dr carl sagan hail sagan uh it's now an interstellar mission however the voyager wow. spacecrafts are uh our only interstellar spacecrafts that we have out there really voyager one hasn't i thought voyager one and and one of the messengers or the pioneers or something uh, well uh, if it's one if one of the messengers or the pioneers are they're not working anymore whereas the voyagers they're still working they're still doing science they're still sending back data so currently voyager 2 is 18.5 billion kilometers away wow. That's far. That's 123.6 astronomical units. One astronomical unit is the distance between Earth and the Sun. Wow. Almost five times the distance between the Sun and Pluto. Yeah. It's far. It's far out, man. <laughs> it's far out. So now it's in an area called the Heliosheath, um, which is actually still, it's still before the Oort cloud, which is like this hamster ball of comets that surrounds that us. That sounds like a part of the body. Uh, Heliosheath. Right like an artery. <laughs> Sheath that helio. That's inappropriate. <laughs> um, it basically, it's part of the bubble around the sun um, that's created by the solar wind um, and has the interstellar wind opposing it. So it's kind of this boundary between the solar wind uh, uh, going out and the interstellar wind pushing in. And the interstellar and wind is created from, it comes from the explosions of stars Long past, oh, millions of years ago, supernovae uh, stars exploded, and so it's this this basically wind through 
space oh, that's really that's, cool. that comes and it, from like, pushes back and forth. It pushes that. It pushes back and it buffers it. Um, so it reached uh, what this what we're calling what is basically technically interstellar space, I suppose. Uh, November fifth, twenty eighteen. Um, it is currently headed away from the sun, beneath the plane of the planets. Okay. Voyager one, one is leaving above the plane of the planets. Yeah, because Saturn. So they're so they're at two different areas, which is good because because their job is to kind of study interstellar space and the effects um, that that the sun has and interstellar space has on the solar system and and all that good stuff. And so they can instead of getting Jadis from say where uh, Voyager One is, or something in my eye, or Voyager One is, and saying, oh well, maybe that's just because it's anomaly where Voyager One is. But Voyager 2 is getting the same stuff, and it's in a different spot. So that that way they can be like, okay, this isn't an anomaly of things. I know. Winter wants to be in the podcast so bad, everybody. Doors open, Winter. <laughs> so uh, Voyager 2 has five science investigation items, uh, which are uh, magnetic field, uh, investigations, low-energy uh, low charged particle investigations, cosmic ray investigations, plasma investigations, and plasma wave investigations um and uh and uh essentially what we've been able to learn so far from voyager 2 um is really how the sun i'm sorry this hair or something in my eye uh how the sun interacts with interstellar space um it's learned that plasma in local interstellar space is more dense than inside the heliopause which is another region of the uh, heliosphere um and it's cooler inside the he- heliosphere oh, than, than out of it. Interesting. Um, yeah, and, and, and that plasma is essentially being compressed, but they have no explanation for why that is just yet. Mystery. They've detected particles leaking into interstellar space uh, from our solar system. Solar system. Uh, so that indicates that there's some. it's sort of porous. In that area, porous in quotes, I suppose. Um, Voyager 1, it found magnetic field just beyond the heliopause that is the same as inside the heliosphere. And so Voyager 2 confirmed that because it also detected those readings in a different area. Um, And the heliopause is not smooth and it has magnetic bubbles as the sun's magnetic field gets warped at the edge of the solar system. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's doing a lot of... It's studying things that we can't study because, you know, we've never been able to really study up close, so to speak, before because these are the first spacecrafts to go there to to do science there, at least, to be Mm -hmm. functional. Um, Now, recently... We did lose communication. Yeah, I was going to ask, was it two or one? Voyager two uh, lost communication for a bit uh, because as for an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. The antenna was inadvertently pointed away from Earth, <laughs> um, and so it was unable to receive commands or send data. Now, this isn't like a disastrous thing because um, a few times during the year, they basically reset its positioning. It has a thing built in to reset its positioning to realign the antenna with Earth, which would have happened in October of this year. So it would have been fixed in October. However, they sent like a loud shout to Voyager. Like they just yelled at it real loud. They're like, Voyager, chew. And it heard it. It heard it. Uh, it worked, and they were able to actually send, have it receive the signal to, to then reset itself, to realign with the Earth. But 
because of how far away it is, it took 37 hours wow. for them to before they found out if their shout worked or not. Wow. Um. So it is. Well, the the, the headline I saw was uh, something like NASA receives heartbeat from yeah from uh, <laughs> so Voyager they heard two. it they heard it they're like all right we were back in we're back in communication which is really awesome uh, that's good what's kind of crazy is like the initial mission of it was supposed to be like forty years they always they underestimate always this underestimate shit. it uh, always and so um it actually it's was supposed to end uh relatively soon. Um, however, they're extending the life of it by it's it has like it's powered by nu- uh, plutonium decay basically. Um, as the plutonium decays, it, it creates energy, heat source, and powers the the spacecraft. Um, but that won't last forever. And the instruments on it, it has the five science instruments. Those you know wear power. Those take power. And so what they're going to do is they're basically going to turn them off one by one over over the years just to uh. prolong its life. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so it it, def- it has at least it has several more years left in it um, by doing this. However, once once it is fully like powered off, once it's fully like done, like it's still gonna it's still going through space, and we'll still receive like a signal. Uh, we could still receive like a signal back from it, even if it we can't do any science with it because right. it doesn't have the power to run those instruments. Uh, but it'll just continue on its. Continue on its tra- trajectory out there into the cosmos. And you know what? We all know what happens in one of the Star Trek movies, which is a documentary. Yes, it's a yes, they, documentary. They, fi- they, they cling on it. shoot it. Yeah, they cling on shoot it. Um, that's the whole Vedra thing in Star Trek One, the so, motion picture. So, it's really exciting that we have uh, the Voyager spacecrafts out there, where really uh, no man has gone before. No, no human, no person. no person has gone before. So Voyager. Fair winds and falling seas. Oh, well done. Well done. That's a shot. Cosmos, Cosmos, follow us on things. We'll see you next time. Cheers.